fellowship with God. Yes. And do the work that God has called his church to do. Yes. But sometimes there's always problems when things are good. church and the really problem with the Christians today is no matter how good it is you need to look and see that sooner or later bad is on this way. Come on, come on. Because if it wasn't on this way then we would have to deal with so many things in our lives. So my question to you today our thought for today is are we bruising the bride? Are we bruising the bride? Why in the world would we want to have a question like that? Are we bruising the bride? Well, it all stimulates because we don't realize what we really are and what God has declared things are. Notice that he told the husband to present your bride or your wife as clean as snow to his presence. But he also says that to present the church, his bride, unto him without wrinkle or blemish. And as much as Paul loved the Philippian church, it brought him great joy in being able to celebrate the victories and the goodness of that wonderful church. But notice something started to creep in. Things of confusion, things of division, things that started to take the church in a different way that came together under unity, harmony, and praise of God, but something always creeps in. So today, in Philippians chapter 4, we just want to briefly touch something on bruising the bride. Therefore, my beloved, long for the brethren, my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord, in the Lord beloved. Paul is saying, I'm getting ready to go and get what I have done because my joy has been restored and I am rejoicing under the circumstances of the goodness of God. Anybody know how to do that? Yeah. I don't care what position or status you're in, you can know how to rejoice. In your circumstances, because of what God is going to do. Come on. I employ Yadaya, and I employ Sincicia to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companions, help these women who labor with me in the gospel with Clements also. And the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your word, gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Amen. Heavenly Father, your servant is here. I ask you to give him the guidance and the words that will be able to speak to your people as we break the bread of life and come into your divine glory and your divine ways to not only make us better for you, but better to touch a world that is steady going astray. In your holy name, amen. Most of our controversies that happens around us has little importance on what the overall purpose of those is. Many times what division and things causes is because if we just admit some stuff that we really want to have or disagree.
tends to agree with the way things are. I believe that one of the hardest things to do with the church is to try to have it to be spiritual, but constantly having to deal with it carnal. Because the reason they don't go together is because God has called his bride to be spiritual, but yet the people want it to be carnal. So that naturally brings a conflict to the bruising of the bride. And many times the question must be asked to yourself, with your brothers and sisters in Christ, well, what is really causing division within us? There's three things I want us to look at today that the scriptures is going to bring out. First of all, we got to recognize what the problem is. Then second of all, we got to find how to bring priests to the church. Then finally, we got to rest and know the promises of God. One of the things that makes me so rejoiceful about these times today is I know this is not in times of God. The world of Jesus is not coming back quite yet because the Bible hasn't totally been fulfilled. The, 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 the riots and the viruses and the things that go on right now, I want you to know that it will get better. See, that God is not through with us because the reason why he's not through is because we haven't came and developed into what he wants us to be. As a matter of fact, God is looking at the regression instead of the progression. Because many of us have decided that we can't do what he done called us to do, so we rather regress into what we think we should do instead of growing into what God done called us to be. See, there are many situations that I can view. How many times you have seen the church fight on the carpet or you have seen the church fight over different things that need to be in the church? Now, if Paul is using two women as an example, that, that, that's not an example, that has literally been his co-worker who would have really helped him build the church, but yet they in conflict because of something that is going on. Now, the Bible don't tell us exactly what causes the conflict, but I don't want to just be gender-specific. If today I can be ginger neutral because the man in the church is no better than her. Because he brings just as much conflict and confusion the same way that it doesn't happen in the church. Because today the church is causing such division that we don't know which way to go. Most of us don't even abandon the church because it's not really going the way we want it to go. Have you ever thought the reason why you don't feel the way you want to feel and do what you want to do and be able to understand and rejoice the way you should rejoice is because have you ever thought that maybe you're not in line with the Spirit of God and more in line with the Spirit of you? Because see, if you are in line with the Spirit of God, it don't matter the fleshly things. You have learned to overcome and rise up and not let it drag you down into the pettiness of things. See, most of us can't get past pettiness because we done built our life dealing with pettiness. We done started to set up, excuse it. We start to fight it all the time. Don't you know you're going to be fighting all your life if you fight pettiness all the time? Because pettiness ain't going nowhere. It's designed to get your attention off of God. Satan brings all that little minor stuff that we have made it important to fight about. Fighting over the trash can in the kitchen and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Because Satan just wants you to have a little pettiness in your life because you want to elevate stuff that ain't that important. But God, see, when you get spiritual, you come up with a solution. Right? 
I'll take care. Because I ain't going to let this stuff get me out of the spiritualism who I am. I'm not going to let this stuff, these things drive me away from what God wants us to do. And what God is saying to the scriptures, he said, ladies, you need to put what's above you first over this little petty age stuff that you argued about. Because I know you. You are good women. You have helped spread the gospel. You helped build this church. You helped do what you're supposed to do. Now why are you letting this pay prove the body of Christ when it should be healing the soul? But I ain't just talking about the church of Philippi. I'm talking about almost every church around the country. And mine is no exception. Because it's easy to let the problems that is not new started to dictate our souls and interfere with what we need to do. See, the reason why people are so angry today is because of the disunity that we let allow to come in. The reason why we can't come together as one is because we don't want to come together as one. The reason why we got the hurt and the pain and the suffering is because we haven't learned and tried to live the way Jesus has commanded us to live. Now let me just let you in on a little secret. Anything that is not of God is going to cause chaos in your life. Anything that is not what God wants and you're supposed to be his, he coming after it and you not going to feel good and quit taking it out on other people. Because if God loves you so much, he's trying to correct things in your life so that you can be able to have a joyous and peaceful life instead of having a life full of chaos and deception. Paul said, the problem in the church is at Philippi, oh, we got to deal with this thing. Many of us that put deciding to deal with stuff. Most of us is that turn into ostriches and just stick your head in the sand and pray you get to heaven. Some of you that turn into turtles and just Sam. run back in your shell and hope it don't flip over. Because <laughs> you don't want to deal with problems and you part of the problem. You don't want to help your brothers and sisters. You better turn away from your brothers and sisters. Don't you know that the church is the Ecclesiastes, the body of Christ, the fellowship of Christ, and the number one purpose it is designed to do is bring green believers together to encourage one another, to help one another, and be a part of one another. See, you don't got a place on that. It's supposed to be. And you say, well, pastor, I'm not bruising the bride. That's exactly how you bruise the bride. Because when the bride needs you, where you at? We done ran home and blame on Corona. You had that attitude before Corona even showed up. It just showed more you. The problem, Paul said in two and three, he said, I plead with Eudora and I pleaded with Sensitia to agree with each other in the Lord. So, to agree with each other in the Lord. Well, evidently, if we can't agree, then we got to have that common ground to come to agree. And that common ground is in the Lord. That's why the Bible, and those of us that know me, I don't fight you on reasoning and philosophy. I take you straight to the word of God. Because I know the answer to the problem sits in the Lord. Now, if you got issues with that, I can't help you. Because I know where to help you. Because Paul said, hey, ladies, do it in the name of the Lord. And then if the Bible is the Lord, there's the answer. Mm. Yes, sir. He said, yes, I ask you. Lord and Lord, 
young fellows, help those women. He's saying, church, help those women who had continued on my side in the cause of the gospel and Clement fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. He's saying, church, you got a problem. You need to come together and help them solve the problem. How many times when the problem hit the church, you leave the problem and join one side or the other instead of trying to be a peacemaker and trying to bring joy and peace back to the church. No, we good at jumping on side because we want to know, well, I don't know who's going to win the fight, but I'm going to be on one side or the other and if I just pray, I ain't the loser. Then both, and here's the problem with this. Everybody loses, including the name of the Lord, because his people are bruising the pride. See, when there's quarreling, not just, see, you sit here wondering why I'm not preaching this. Well, I told you we're going through the book of Philippians, right? He's for the next scriptures. That's why I'm preaching it. I'm not saying that, that that's a problem right now, even though I know it's coming. I'm just saying, this is what the scriptures say. Now watch this. I know these scriptures apply to everything in your life and every day in your life. You may not do it here, but at your closed doors, in your car, at your job, with your kids, with your husband, with your friends, or give a prize to you today. It don't matter if it's in the church. You still the church. And when you're out there, you better act like the church. Because it's still. Somebody ain't only supposed to be in the church. Please. You deal with it all the time. But you got to have answers on how to deal with it. Instead of just keep. And see, watch this. If you keep getting the same stuff, why don't you change a little bit? Well, I'm going to change them. No, you not. Change you. That changes them. A bruised, sweet fellowship. Paul said, he refers, he said, among the love and longing and the joy of the crowd, he said, the Philippian church, I delighted in you. I bragged on you. You was a good church. You was doing exactly what we needed you to do. But yet, there's something that you're going to allow to creep in the church. Quit fighting about the color of the heart. Quit fighting about whether you want the curtains or the flowers. Quit fighting about whether the fellowship hall going to look right. Quit fighting about the dishes. Quit fighting about the, the forks and the spoons. Quit fighting about whether it's China or the replica of China going to break away. Quit fighting. When the flowers don't look right, so what? Do we got to fight and get an attitude and lose this aroma of the Holy Spirit and the sweetness of a fellowship? Then when others come in, they can feel the tension and they feel the coldness. They wonder why they don't want to come back because what they were looking for we weren't willing to give it to them. Because they already got what they done felt. They were trying to come somewhere else to feel a little off, a little bit different. Today that I could stay right where I was. Because that's the way I was feeling. But I heard that if I give Jesus a chance and I come into his church, maybe there's going to be a change in my life. Because I'm looking for something. When we have a close relationship, we can do what God has called us to do. See, one of the things that I have progressively learned in my life, I'm not letting nothing or no one steal my job. Because the joy that I have, I can honestly say, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I got, I don't care we fight till we die. That joy ain't going nowhere. I don't care we don't agree.
disagree. Nothing on this earth is going to steal my joy. Because I want the crown that God has for me waiting on me. And I'm not letting one soul steal my joy. See, when we understand that a sweet fellowship has been used, then we need to bring people together. We need to allow them to agree with the Lord. Personal problems is a part of life. But there is a solution when you can agree in the Lord. Now watch this. You may agree. But that don't mean you're going to do it. See, many of us agree. But we don't want to do it. Then when you don't do it, you really didn't agree. Because if you agree, there's no way that you're supposed to walk away not trying to do what you agree to. But see, I know this, and you know this. Our words is no longer our God. Because we'll say we agree, but walk away disagree. If you disagree, say you disagree. But if you don't agree, I will expect to see something happen in you to try to make the agreement come true. Because I can live with the fact, and God can live with the fact, that if you decide that you don't want to do that, God understands. I understand. And don't get mad when I know you ain't trying to do it, so I will use you because you ain't trying to do it. Just admit the truth, and we can go from there. So watch this. See, y'all got to learn this process. Oh. If you admit that's the truth, you don't want to do it. Watch this. I love you so much. I'll try to find another way to stay in fellowship with you. I'm going to try to find another way to love you more. Just because we disagree and just because you don't want to try, that don't mean I'm going to discard you. I'm just going to have to ask God to give me another way to deal with you. Because if you're important to him, then you're still important to me. And if fellowship is important to him, it's still important to me. That's why we're in a world of protest right now. Because we don't want to change or understand. Just because you disagree, find another way. To be an example. The great heritage, the Bible said in verse 3, help these women. Not because they need help to be themselves. You help the women for the name of the gospel. You help them realize, baby, you heard the church. You bruising the bride. How many of us really care when we bruise the bride? We don't care. It's all about this is the way I feel. Well, he said this is my bride. Then if this is his bride and you bruising the bride, then you need to do something about it. See, these scriptures is like this. We know people that's in abusive relationships and we turn our back. So when the church becomes abusive and things in the church become, we turn our back. And instead, we get the same, we get the results, just like the folk that's in those abusive relationships. We look around and go, oh, I didn't know all that. You knew. You were just too scared to engage it. But when you start to learn how to bring peace to things, then you gain a warrior mentality. Oh, we don't mean to fight like this. Let's see what the problem is. Let's see what God says. Let me read you a quote about an unknown author, what he wrote. He said, what makes the church great? Not the soft seats and the subdued lights, 
but strong, courageous leadership. Not sweet tones of the organ, but sweet personalities that somehow reflect Jesus. Not the towers of the chimes and the bells, but a lofty vision of his people. Not big budgets, but big hearts. Not the amount of finances received, but the amount of service rendered. Not the large membership, but the presence of God and the directness of his power. Not what has been done in the past, but what is being done right now. And for tomorrow. He said, that's a great church. Because when the church has strong leadership, it will start to deal with the quarreling and the division. When the lives of the people is reflecting Jesus, they will start to have a vision that it reaches far beyond their own life. See, when the church starts to act like Jesus wants it that. Yeah. And the hearts start to be what God has called them to be. The spirit starts to strengthen the yeah. fellowship. When the church starts to render sacrificial love, then the church will start to service those that is in danger. And God's presence, God's direction, and God's power will be felt in a spiritually filled church. So people, we need to work on the peace. Paul says, what should bring you peace? That's why your worship, you need to come and get peace on Sunday. Because if you're still worshiping God, Paul said, rejoice. He said, when you come, rejoice. Quit worrying about what's going to happen. Just rejoice. And I guarantee you, when you start to rejoice, there's a peace of God that surpasses all you can understand. It gets your heart and your mind. Replaces. 
That's why when you want the fruit to work, you need to quit trying to say, I'm not going to pray for patience and let patience have its way. Because patience is up showing you what you needed to wait on. Patience is up showing you what you was in the deal with. Patience is up showing you why you're not broke no more. Patience is up showing you why you didn't get what you thought you needed. Patience is up showing you that God has everything in the palm of his hand. And I can wait on the Lord because the Lord loves me. So much when we understand that we don't have to boast and humility plays a humble part. Self-centeredness is replaced by the love of my brothers and sisters. Many of us that got this thing so bad. Love God, then love my brother, then love myself. But we either put ourselves one or two when God tells us to elevate one another. Paul just giving you the prescription of church power. He said it requires some sensitivity in your life. He said that Jesus is calling us to be the body of Christ. Quarreling is going to come in, but are you a peacemaker? Quarreling is always going to be there, but are you willing to be a solution? Quarreling is not going to just go away because Satan wants to come in and divide all fellowship. But then you need to know, do I have a new attitude? Do I have a new spirit? And do I have a new sensitivity? So that I can be able to do what God that brought me to me. I quit trying to bruise God's church. I wanted to be as white as it can be. Because when Jesus calls me out, he's going to say, present your wife. Present my bride that is sitting in you without the bruising. Make it white as snow. I got to make my wife white as snow. I got to make his church white as snow. That when I get called up, he said, is it? White as snow. And if that's all I got to do, and if I can do that the best, I'm going to do that so that I know that the crown and the rewards of life is going to be there. That's why God tells us there's a new commitment that you need to make. And you're in a world that is out to change these things. He said, be anxious about nothing. But in everybody, pray and position, petition with thanksgiving. Present, mm, present your Request unto God. That's why pray with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. Then when you present it, wait on God to give you the answer. Finally, my brothers and sisters, the promise that you need to live by, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. People quit letting things steal with your peace. Start depending on the promises of God. And if you start to let God's promises work in your life, there will be a powerful peace within you. Because the peace of God it's going to transcend all problems that you think is a problem. The peace of God is going to guard your mind on things that is in Christ Jesus. All trouble is always going to come. But are you depending on his peace to keep you in the right mind and in the right spirit? If you live by what God has said. Now let me show you one last thing. A promise definitely is conditional. Well, Pastor, I know all promises is a promise. Sometimes there's things 
Oh! 
that would extend my hand out to somebody else to help them follow you in your holy name.